0: Hello, and welcome to the Midwestern Plate Podcast. I'm Laura Kinzer. This episode will be a little bit different, as today we'll be talking about sustainable agriculture. There's a lot to cover, and for now, we will only be briefly talking about five major farming systems in sustainable ag, with a more in-depth, dedicated episode for each system to come later. I hope you get value out of this episode, and let us know if you want us to cover other topics in future shows. Find us at themidwesternplate.com or on Instagram, at themidwesternplate. We've also created a farming directory that is free to use. It's organized in a way to not only find a farmer in your state, but also by any of the farming practices we talk about in this episode. You can find that on our website, too, under directory. These days, the word sustainable is everywhere, and has come to mean a lot of things. Stretching and twisting to include things that are a far cry from the intended use especially when industrial farming corporations use it to advertise products that are anything but sustainable, only muddying the word further. So, what does sustainable mean anyway? Well, dictionary definition says that sustainable is of, or relating to, or being a method of harvesting or using a resource so that the resource is not depleted or permanently damaged. And the U.S. government legally defines sustainable agriculture as an integrated system of plant and animal production practices having a site-specific application that will, over the long term, satisfy human and fiber needs, enhance environmental quality and the natural resource base upon which the agricultural economy depends, make the most efficient use of non-renewable resources and on-farm resources and integrate, where appropriate, natural biological cycles and controls, sustain the economic viability of farm operations, and enhance the quality of life for farmers and society as a whole. (laughs) That is a lot. An easier way to think about it is the three legs of the sustainability stool method, which are environmental health, economic profitability, and the social and economic equity. All must be present in order for the stool to work. Farmers, producers, retailers, consumers, and pretty much everyone have a role to play in sustainability. Sustainable Ag is a holistic philosophy and design approach that aims to meet today's agricultural needs while keeping long-term goals in mind for future generations. By viewing and understanding our ecosystem as interconnected cycles, farmers work with nature to improve the health of the land, animals, people, environment, and of course the financial viability. So, what farming systems fall into as sustainable agriculture? Well, we will focus on five major systems, organic, regenerative, biodynamics, permaculture, and agroforestry. Grazing practices are also an extremely important part in sustainable ag, so we will touch on that later as well. All of these farming systems aim to enhance environmental qualities by using low-input methods to promote clean air, clean water, and soil building. A wide range of techniques are used and are slightly different from one another, but as mentioned, all of the systems we talk about will fall under sustainable agriculture. It's important to remember that farmers can practice one, multiple, or a combination of the systems. Some farmers choose to get certified and therefore must meet specific annual requirements. However, many farms operate above and beyond certification, or in some cases, without the certification label. One is not necessarily better than the other, rather they are different approaches. One of the sayings that myself and others always seem to preach is, know your farmer. There's not a single answer or one size fits all model. Each farm is different and circumstances vary. Each system has pros and cons and there will always be trade-offs. Let us first start off by discussing organic agriculture. Not only because that is one everyone is probably most familiar with, or at least has heard of it, but also because other farming systems use it as a base especially with certifications such as regenerative organic agriculture and biodynamic agriculture. As many of us know, but just in case, Certified Organic is a USDA certification program for farms that rely on ecosystem management rather than external agricultural inputs. Certified Organic farmers must follow USDA regulations by using only permitted natural pesticides and fertilizers, The use of crop rotations, animal manures, green manures, and other things help promote biodiversity and soil health, therefore promoting farm health and resilience. Both crops and animals can be certified organic as long as they meet the standards. The USDA Organic Standard lays out specific requirements that must be verified and approved by a USDA-accredited certifying agent. Land that is used for organic production must be free from prohibited substances for at least three years, and animals must be fed 100% certified organic feed. Farms can grow both organic and conventional crops, but must take certain measures to ensure that regulations are being met for both. Okay, let's first quickly talk about regenerative organic agriculture before talking about regenerative ag. Similar to regenerative agriculture, regenerative organic agriculture uses organic certification as a base while also emphasizing animal welfare and worker fairness. It has a certification called Regenerative Organic Certified, ROC, which is overseen by the nonprofit Regenerative Organic Alliance. Now, let's move on to regenerative agriculture, since somatics sometimes gets jumbled up. While regenerative agriculture and sustainable agriculture are similar in tools and ideas, they differ in their theoretical approach and their implementation, and side note, farmers can totally practice regenerative ag without having the certification that we just discussed. But the main difference is that regenerative agriculture aims to improve and expand upon restoration, while sustainable agriculture aims to maintain and, well, sustain. Regenerative agriculture places a high value on increasing soil fertility and soil health through the use of compost, managed livestock grazing, crop rotation, perennial crops, a no-till or minimal-till method, and more. And Regenerative agriculture supports and improves biodiversity, carbon sequestration, and overall farm resilience through polyculture, rotational grazing, compost, manures, and others. Another system that uses the USDA organic standard as a base is biodynamic agriculture. Working alongside the Earth's rhythms and astrological influences, this approach focuses on seeing the farm system as a working relationship with each individual part supporting and balancing the whole as a living system. Biodynamics sees each space in which food is grown as unique, with deep consideration of climate, culture, landscape, and, of course, scale. Biodynamics includes the use of both plants and animals working together to grow, just as in a natural ecosystem. By seeing animals as essential to the farm's fertility and success, biodynamics have strict standards that each farm must follow. Certification is managed by Demeter USA and uses the USDA organic standard as a foundational requirement, with additional requisites that must be met. It's mandatory that the whole farm is certified and not only a specific crop or area. Similar to regenerative agriculture, but again slightly different, is permaculture. Permaculture is the intentional design of perennial agriculture. It's based on whole systems thinking, which includes a set of ethics and design principles. The word permaculture is a contraction of permanent agriculture and culture. By working with rather than against nature, farmers observe and utilize patterns of nature found in natural ecosystems. This minimizes the necessity of external inputs by creating a closed loop system. Each component of a landscape or structure must fulfill multiple functions, thus creating resiliency and self sufficiency. Bill Mollison, the author of Permaculture Designer's Manual, has said, The prime directive of permaculture, the only ethical decision is to take responsibility for our own existence and that of our children's. Permaculture design aims to minimize waste, human labor, and energy input by building systems in a way that maximizes advantages between elements. Agroforestry, our next system, is similar to permaculture in that it also maximizes advantages as seen in nature, usually by ways of animals. Agroforestry is an intentional, integrated, and intensive land use management system in which trees and shrubs are grown among or around crops, pastures, or in a polyculture system. By mimicking the function of a natural ecosystem, agroforestry is able to maintain a closed loop system that are not completely dependent on outside inputs. There are five common agroforestry practices that all focus on a perennial ecosystem. Alley cropping, forest farming, riparian buffers, silvopasture, and windbreaks. Trees are also an extremely important part of agroforestry, and the use of tree crops are implemented often. But what are tree crops? Tree crops are part of an intentionally managed system that provides high-quality and highly nutritious foods for both humans and animals. They are most often used in perennial and polyculture farming systems. Tree crops allow for trees to be utilized for more than just their timber by supplying windbreaks, shade, and food for grazing animals, shelter for wildlife, and value-added products like walnuts and apples. Trees are vital in all agroforestry practices. And speaking of animals, last but certainly not least are grazing systems. Animals can be used in many, if not all of these systems, and are widely considered to be of the utmost importance in building soil health. Okay, but first we need to talk about soil health really quick. (laughs) What does it mean? Why is it important? Like, dirt is dirt, right? Well, no, not really. (laughs) Soils vary widely depending on the region, local climate, past soil management, past applications of fertility amendments, past and present plant and animal life on the soil, and so much more. The health of the soil determines what types of plants can be used and what types of animals can graze there. Healthy soils typically include organic matter, minerals, physical properties, water drainage, and soil structure. Alright, awesome, back to grazing! (laughs) With all the grazing systems, there are two key factors to consider. The stocking density, or number of animals on a pasture, area, or paddock, and the length of time they are grazing there. In systems of rotational grazing, the stocking density directly affects how often the animals are rotated to a new area so rotational grazing versus what exactly (laughs) well as mentioned before all grazing systems have two key measurements how many animals there are and for how long the way most conventional farmers graze is through continuous grazing the continuous grazing method is a one pasture system in which livestock have unlimited access to a pasture area with little or no rest during the season to the grass i mean there is no rotation of livestock This system does have low material cost, as well as low daily management. Whereas rotational grazing is a system where a large pasture is divided into smaller sections called paddocks, in which livestock move from one paddock to another. Livestock are concentrated on a paddock for a few days depending on animal quantity and weather, and then moved to another paddock. Okay, cool, but why is this important, right? (laughs) Well, rotational grazing is an integral part of sustainable agriculture. Rotational grazing increases forage productivity, which leads to higher yield of animal products and, of course, soil health. A good grazing management plan can reduce supplemental feeding, improve biodiversity, increase pasture health and quality, raise farm income, and so much more. Conventional agriculture, on the other hand, keeps plant and animal production separate. But by having animals and plants work together like they do in nature, farmers can increase biodiversity in their soil. This can be seen in the many sustainable agricultural farming systems that we have talked about today. Okay, well, we have certainly covered a lot here today, and there is so much more to talk about and explore. Which we will, later, in other episodes, so look for those coming up. Remember the three legs of the sustainability stool, environmental health, economic profitability, and social and economic equity. All must be present in order for the stool to stand up correctly. Farmers, producers, retailers, consumers, and, well, pretty much everyone has a role to play in sustainability. The Midwestern Plate advocates purchasing products from local farmers who use sustainable farming practices and have a high standard for animal welfare. Supporting small, local farmers is vital to keeping our system sustainable, nutritious, and diverse. Regardless of what system or philosophy farmers use, transparency and clarity are vital in making decisions of choice, which is why it's important to know your farmer, their values, and how that translates into the products that they offer. So remember, know your farmer. This podcast is a production of the Midwestern Plate. The Midwestern Plate is a free media resource providing information on regenerative and sustainable agriculture in the Midwestern United States. To learn more about sustainable agriculture or to find a local sustainable farmer near you, visit themidwesternplate.com or follow us on Instagram at themidwesternplate. As always, thank you so much for listening.